Welcome to the Design Build Institute of America's Design Build Delivers podcast. I'm Kim Wright at DBIA's national headquarters. As the initial implementation of historic federal infrastructure investment begins in earnest, there's no better time for America's design build teams, owners, and industry to come together to strategize and collaborate on the many moving parts of this complex multi-year program. Information is power, and DBIA's water, wastewater, and transportation aviation conferences in April have been designed to provide the timely and topical resources we know design build teams need. Whether you're new to DBIA conferences or one of our many regulars, this is an event you won't want to miss. DBIA's Water Wastewater Market Committee Chairman John Tacchino and Transportation Aviation Chairman Jim Evitable have the details. But before we get started, DBIA wants to offer a special thanks to USCAD for partnering with us in 2022 to bring you this year's episodes of Design Build Delivers. So thank you to Jim and John for joining us to talk about um, this upcoming event and, and particularly this year of all years with infrastructure investment coming down the pike. This, this is going to be a really important event for infrastructure sectors like transpo, aviation, water, wastewater. What do you think makes these events unique in our industry? You know, everybody's got conferences to go to. Why are these different? Jim, you want to kick us off? I think that the, the the thing about design build is it's collaborative and it's face to face. And we've been amazed that over the past two years, we've been able to still successfully do this remotely. And there is a real interest, desire and want to get back to face to face collaboration and, and attending the conference is just a great way to kick that off. I agree, Jim. Uh, and uh, our conferences really this year are the only national conferences and exhibitions of their kind, right? Transpo, water and wastewater. They are for and by design builders, right? And for the first time ever, our conferences are live and virtual together. So folks will have the opportunity to join us either virtually or live. So that is really unique for us this year. We're expecting uh, on the wastewater side of thing, uh, somewhere around uh, a thousand owners and practitioners from all sectors across the country. And uh, kind of what uh, additionally to go on what Jim was saying, what makes our conference in water wastewater unique is our planning committee. Our planning committee is com comprised of uh, professional design builders, owners, uh, and other practitioners. And so we've developed a program through this planning committee that is responsive to today's conditions because these folks live and breathe it every day. Right, Jim? Thanks for mentioning that, John, because people don't realize the amount of work that goes into planning these conferences and the number of people involved. It's not merely a, a matter of just selecting whatever comes in front of us, but we make a conscious effort of seeking out the right type of program uh, topics to bring to bear. I know that in transportation and, and aviation, for example, funding is a huge issue right now. Everybody's very excited about the uh, bipartisan infrastructure law and what that might mean to the industry, but it is a piece of legislation that covers 376 different federal programs. And I think 125 of those are brand new programs that had never been implemented before. So there's a lot of different 
things in play and um, industries from water, wastewater to transportation, aviation, ports, uh, resilience, sustainability, electrical charging stations. There's so many things that I think correlate to a great resolution for design build to come in and help propagate uh, the success of those programs. What do you think? Jim, I'm thinking the same thing. Uh, As we know, the Infrastructure Investment and Job Act passed by Congress included in my sector $55 billion for clean water. This will be the largest investment in clean water in American history and will improve public health and water infrastructure throughout our entire country. So the IIJA includes more than $23 billion of that $55 billion for clean water and drinking water state revolving funds. That's how the money will flow to uh, the localities to undertake the much needed project that's designed to improve water quality and protect public health and the environment. So one of our goals is to help merge the upcoming opportunities with best design build practices so we can speed delivery of these projects and make the full use and take full advantage of the funds that are available. So it's pretty exciting times. Uh, but a lot of this is pioneering, right? A lot of this is stuff that just hasn't necessarily happened in the way that it's happening. And I think that that's good. And I think the um, uh, industry is prepared to respond to these needs. But at the same token, when you come down to it, design build has got a huge part of the way, it's the best way to solve a lot of the challenges that we face right now with respect to seeing the um, monies not necessarily just flow, but also um, produce the projects that are necessary to uh, get on the street and solve some of the challenges we have in infrastructure. Well, and we saw in 2009, you know, obviously design build had a huge role to play then. And we've come a long way as an industry since then. We've already seen tremendous growth. There's just no reason to believe particularly given design builds record in performance and cost savings and resiliency, innovation, that we're just not going to see a, a huge impact for our industry and the need, the need for design build teams, right? I agree, Kim. I also think that it's greatly timed with the uh, growth and the interest in progressive design build. I think when we were back in 2009, we heard the term coined um, shovel-ready projects, and it meant different things to different people, but it also had some challenging connotations because some agencies didn't have projects ready to go out to bid immediately. Progressive design build helps solve that. To a certain extent, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a lot of design already in the shelf ready to go. And our colleagues in water wastewater have been doing a great job of educating their industry. And we're seeing aviation do the same thing. Transportation is learning, but there's so many transportation agencies right now that are on the verge of evaluating and implementing their first progressive design bill. I think it's ready to take off. Jim, and uh, as you point out in water and wastewater, the industry has really embraced this particularly particular method of design build. Progressive design build is not a unique delivery method. It's just another way of de- delivering design build. And we, uh, for our uh, conference, uh, we have an entire track, three-day track on progressive design build and action, which focuses on five case studies, all including the owner, 
as they discuss real life outcomes and lessons learned on progressive design build projects, which can be shared between our markets, right? What applies to water wastewater has certain applications in transportation, aviation, uh, and vice versa. So those are the areas that we look to learn from our transportation brethren and how you are implementing progressive design build in your market sector. Thanks for mentioning that. We're also gonna have a general session where we bring uh, five experts that are currently right now uh, experienced in implementing projects using progressive design build. Those include aviation authorities, contractor that's actually worked on some transportation and uh, aviation projects in the same category of progressive design build. And also a couple of DOTs that already have a successful track record in doing it. And we're looking to create a dialogue. This is an opportunity for peer-to-peer -peer discussion and lessons learned. I think that there's a lot that we can learn from each other. I know that I learned quite a bit sitting in on progressive design presentations in the water wastewater sector and recognizing how easily some of this could translate into the transportation and aviation sectors that I operate in. And sharing some of those stories with clients really have indicated uh, a strong agreement that yes, this is something that we can do and we can benefit by. It's not necessarily that we have to do it on every project. It's just we need to educate ourselves so we understand when it's going to benefit um, the agency and the project and uh, have the industry, the practitioners ready to go and understand how they can be best prepared for when these projects hit the street and get procured. Are you looking to break away from legacy techniques and seize new competitive differentiators? USCAD helps forward-thinking AEC firms, many ranking on ENR top lists, generate new revenue streams by shifting to Autodesk AEC technology. To learn more, book a free 30-minute consultation at uscad.com/dbia. That's uscad.com/dbia. You know, the discussion about progressive triggers a, a, an overarching thought to me, which is progressive came up particularly in the transpo side because it is so topical right now. That's what these conferences provide. You, when, when the programs are created by the, by the design builders, basically, because it is for design builders created by design builders, you guys are looking at what is most important to the industry right now. So every, every session, every conference is, is, is really designed with what's happening now. And that is uh, that that is something that our planning committee focused on, Jim. We're talking about progressive design build, but uh, remember, at least today in water and wastewater, the prevalent form of design build delivery is still fixed price design build. So we have developed an entire track, three day track on a design build fixed price to discuss the uh, the uh, or focus on uh, the case studies and demonstrating how clearly defined expectations and collaborative processes drive success on fixed price design build as well as progressive design build. Clearly defined expectations and collaborative processes. There's the common bond between fixed price and, and uh, progressive design build. So we have a, a very lively set uh, track uh, for our conference attendees on fixed price design build as well as progressive. I think that's a good thing to point out. I think that um, 
every agency needs to have all of these tools in their toolbox to be able to be successful. And I think that there's um, um, many things that we can learn as we continue to grow and advance our experience in each one of these areas. We've got an awful lot of um, um, part of the transportation aviation uh, sessions are going to be focused on best value design build risk management, um, indications of uh, how to apply some of the new tools in to make sure that there's a good balance with respect to making um, your design build project successful. And I think at the same token, uh, there's other things that are equally important, such as innovative finance and other tools that can be used to help broaden the reach and success of anyone's program. This is all part of the tools in the toolbox and what better place to learn about what's being used, what's current, uh, what are the issues of the day that um, on design, build and alternative project delivery than the DBIA conferences. Well, and uh, one of the things that uh, I was very impressed with during our planning sessions for this particular conference, Water and Wastewater, is the focus, again, as, as uh, Kim has just indicated, on the topical areas, what's happening in the business today. And uh, so uh, our opening keynote session, which will be presented by Major General Vincent Bowles, retired, uh, whose final assignment was in the Pentagon overseeing strategic integration readiness and distribution operations on the Army staff, is going to talk about supply chain management. Very topical issue today, right? Look at all the problems Jim and Kim were having with supply chain and uh, delaying our projects here uh, and uh, creating other issues for us. Uh, so we're also then focusing on, as I mentioned earlier, on the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, our, uh, which will be our opening general session topic. So we'll learn more about IIJA and how we can take advantage of those funds available using design build delivery. And then our closing general session will be a joint session with you, Jim, with the transportation conference attendees on using design build to power MWDBE participation. Again, an emerging topic in design build that's so important to us and to success of our companies and our projects. And as you're just coming to closure on your conference, we'll be picking up on transportation aviation. April 6th, 7th, and 8th will be the times that we're going to be meeting and starting off. We do have a opening session that also keys in on the IIJA funding, and um, we're going to have a panel of experts. Um, these individuals are asked to talk about an awful broad range of programs. I don't think we can probably catch every single one of them, but we're going to have experts that are going to cover at least 90% of them. So you don't want to miss that session. And we're going to have a closing session on uh, the 8th, where we're going to talk about the future of design build and where future is headed and what are the issues of the day top of mind with some of five of the um, very prevalent agencies that are currently operating and using design build um, quite prevalently. And I think it's always interesting to hear the owners talk about what is top of mind to them. And um, they, they are just amazing when they start their discussions and how passionate owners are, not just practitioners when it comes to design build project delivery. So I'm looking forward to all of these sessions and I'm grateful to be able to be part of these conferences. 
talking about owners and practitioners is a natural segue to um, some of our more popular events. Every every conference for us are the owners forums, which are for owners only, and the practitioners forums, which are for practitioners only, with the idea that they can be in a room together, um, share their own stories, and not worry about practitioners looking for work or owners hearing what practitioners are saying about them, whether they're good owners or bad owners. It's, it's an opportunity to really be open and, and talk amongst your peers. Um, tell me a little bit about the value that those sessions bring. I know you both have, have participated many times over the years in, in those sessions, those forums, very, very much an opportunity to have some one-on-one -on -one contact with each other. Indeed, an important contact as well. Um, I, I'd like to kind of just address that first, Jim, if you don't mind, uh, in the manner in which we will provide uh, the, the owners and practitioners forums this year. This year, we've recognized that many owners without design-build experience are considering design-build for their projects. So in our owners forum, which again is exclusively for owners, we will have two concurrently held forums, one for new owners, and the other for experienced owners, because we find that needs are very different between newbies, if you will, and those that are experienced in delivering design build. So we will have two separate forums for owners, one for the newbies and one for more experienced owners. Owners and practitioners then attending the forums virtually and live will be electronically polled on four topics that are the conference topics, which are setting the stage for success, progressive design build in action, optimizing outcomes with fixed price design build delivery and design build to the rescue for those projects that are fast tracked in nature. So our polling questions will revolve around those four topics. The owners and the practitioners will each be polled in the forums. And once the polling has been completed, the results will be shared with the poll polling folks, virtually and live audiences and discussed. Uh, then we'll follow those forums up with our final general session, which will be what we call an issues resolution forum, where the results from the owners forums and the practitioner forum will be, uh, will be shared with the audience, discussed by those that facilitated the discussions in the owners and practitioners forums, and then engaging the audience to look for any gaps between the owner's views and practitioner's views and close those gaps. It's going to be an exciting, exciting forum and final resolution session. I love that format, John, and I think that that's going to sounds really exciting. Um, we're going to have separate uh, owner's forums and practitioner's forums as well. Uh, it's always amazed me how uh, popular these forums are. Um, matter of fact, so many owners talk to me um, after the conferences and tell me how much they enjoyed the opportunity to interact in a closed session with so many other public agencies that are using progressive or best value design build or just starting out, as you just mentioned, agencies that don't necessarily have much experience, but want that experience and want to learn. But they don't want to ask those questions in an open forum with everybody knowing that. But sitting in a room with other agencies that maybe don't have as much experience, there's a lot of peer-to-peer -peer interaction that can be extremely beneficial. And everybody learns. And I think it's really not that much different on the practitioner's level either. I know that when I started out uh, doing design build, which was 
a little, maybe it was 15 years ago, but at that same social, if I did not have DBIA to lean on and to learn and to come and ask questions, I just would not have the same amount of proficiency that I have today. Jim, that's a great point. And uh, by engaging our owners, as we are doing in our forums, in a confidential, if you will, environment where they can openly speak about their issues, you know, the folks that are new to design build don't even know what questions to ask yet, right? So that's why we're bringing them along, sharing our best practices and ideas and putting them in the same room ultimately with those experienced owners so that they can chat with one another. One of the great values that I have found in engaging the owners is this. I have just completed my second term uh, chairing the DBIA's Water Wastewater Markets Committee. And by engaging our owners at conference, we have gained, I want to say, at least a half a dozen municipal owners that are now actively participating in our Water Markets Committee at DBIA. Tremendous advantage to both the owners and to our organization because we're getting more views and more individuals engaged. You know, I look back at some of the earlier practitioners forums that I participated in, and it used to be difficult to get people to actually speak openly and, and share their comment concerns. Not anymore, because we've worked diligently to make sure everybody feels comfortable recognizing that there's a lot we learn when we have these type of open dialogues. And so now the planning committee, much as you described, John, we spend a great deal of time trying to fit through the topics that we know across the industry are just as important in one geography as another. And then we take all that information, we put it in these polling tools and extract good commentary back from everybody else that responds to those polls. And we're able to take that information and factor it into these discussions. It's actually extremely positive and it's been well received and it provides for a very productive session. So I'm looking forward to it this year as well. Jim, that's a very good point. Not only do these polls help us with, uh, with the run of show, if you will, for this conference, but it also helps us understand better what our members need, what our members need and what those that are experiencing design build for the first time need. So that helps us modify our, uh, or, or shall I say, enhance our education uh, offerings as well as our conference offerings so that we are hitting the nail on the head and answering those key questions. One, one comment that one of the planning committee members mentioned to me the other day was the importance of allowing the participants in these forums to ask questions, right? Many times um, owners send representatives to our conference to ask one question. If there's one question you want answered, bring it back to me, right? So very importantly, when we have those open forums that allows those folks to answer, ask that one question, the boss told them to go get the answer to. It's also very similar to the networking opportunities. And what we're talking about is peer-to-peer -peer, um, talking in forums, but you also, the networking is incredible because you're, you've got the expo hall hours. We do have, it's not all work. There's some play. We've got some, some, some luncheons and some, some welcome receptions and, and just the opportunity in between sessions and at sessions to hear and see that there's actually somebody you want to meet for whatever reason, somebody said something, but I want to meet that person. And there are opportunities, really deep networking opportunities at this event too, to help build teams. 
Yeah, there are uh, not only our formal networking opportunities uh, where we can meet and uh, greet with our exhibitors and our conference sponsors, but also there are the many social events that, uh, that the companies plan around these events that allow you to dive deeper into uh, design build and get more knowledge. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Um, you know, one quick comment that I'll make is uh, in terms of the value of attending these conferences. Um, one uh, individual that I met uh, several years ago um, from the supplier side um, became interested in becoming more engaged in DBIA, which he did. Um, now a, 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 a great contributing member of the Water Wastewater Markets Committee and a personal friend now. So not only am I making business contacts, I'm making friendships when I attend these conferences. It's great. It's interesting you say that, John, because I probably made more friends that have turned into long-term friendships through this organization than probably anything else that I've ever done professionally in my 40-year career. But I am going to tell you the networking is invaluable at PBIA conferences. Um, the odds are everybody who is involved in design build will be in attendance at these conferences. I know from a transportation perspective or an aviation perspective, if I want to seek out uh, a meeting with the right individuals in order to help put together a team, fortify a team, or use this opportunity as a meet and greet, this is the best one to do it at. And almost everybody is sure to be here. And I think that the fact that it's in Orlando this year with sunny weather and right down the street from an awful lot of tourism. I think this is a great venue. And for those that want to stay over in Central Florida over the weekend, there's plenty of things to do here. I think this is a great timing for this event. We're looking forward to it. And I see nothing more than a great success and record uh, participation this year. Jim, I'm uh, joined, joined you in welcoming our conference attendees to the House of Mouse, as we say here in Orlando, where Jim and I live. And we are looking forward to the many networking opportunities and to experience an all-hands-on-deck environment to help us foster that mutual understanding of key issues and challenges and the importance of true teamwork in design build while we're having a little bit of fun on the side, right? You get it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there as well, my friend, uh, including Kim and the rest of the staff from DBIA. You're so helpful and would never be able to do these events if it weren't for all of you at DBIA. So thank you very much. You guys have just answered my last question, which is if you haven't been to a DBIA conference, what do you tell people to come? I think you just sold it. So I'm not even going to bother with that. <laughs> you literally just sold it for me. Thank you, well, guys. And, uh, <laughs> with all the conferences that I have attended in my career, I will be completely honest and frank with you. I have more fun at DBIA. And the reason is because my friends are there. My friends are there and we're all learning together in a collaborative environment. Yeah, it's great. This guy, Kim, is part of the reason I'm part of DBIA, too. So he drafted me, he scooped me, and the next thing you know, I was doing stuff that I didn't know I was going to be doing. So Yeah, 15 years later, you're still here. <laughs> you got it. It's not too late to register for the design build for Water Wastewater Conference, April 4th through 6th, followed by Transportation Aviation, April 6th through 8th. If you can't join us in Orlando, no worries. This event is also virtual. Learn more at dbia.org slash conferences. 
And again, a hearty thank you to USCAD for their support of Design Build Delivers. Find out more at uscad.com slash DBIA.